Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Side Culture Podcast. Um, today will be myself and Danny because uh, Joe and Francesco are unavailable today. Uh, Danny, bro, what's up? Not much, you? Uh, very good after this uh, Jekyll's game winner. <laughs> very oh, good. a big weekend for <laughs> Napoli and Roma, but it's been an interesting week in just in general. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, it was a very good week, uh, especially for me. I had my birthday on Saturday, Sunday, Jekyll game winner. Uh, sick weekend. Yeah, um, Lorente double. Yeah, I learned to double, double as well. Oh, baby. <laughs> Simeone gets his goal. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's been a good weekend for me. Like, all my favorite players were scoring. Yeah, even uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he watches football. Yeah, He's a man. Cowboys fan. They won as well. Big big uh, game. Uh, wasn't easy at, in the first half, but the second half, they just took over. So. <laughs> yeah, it's good Danny's to start a... the season for you, know. <laughs> Danny's in a very good mood. Uh, everything went well for him. Same with myself. Uh, Danny and uh, I'm not Danny. Francesco and uh, Joe, you've been once. Obviously, they're happy too, but they're not available today. I just want to tell you guys real quick before we get into the podcast. Um, so basically, uh, myself, Danny, Joe, and uh, Francesco are all heading on a retreat for about two days of our uh, for college program. So we won't be live tweeting the games, but we'll still have the graphics up. We'll have the post game graphics. We'll have all that. But um, we just won't be able to live tweet. But uh, there's lots of accounts that live tweet, so I'm sure you guys will be able to see uh, the score and who scores and all that. But yeah, uh, yeah. But we'll try uh, let's our best to cover uh, what we can. It's gonna yeah, be hard, we'll get, but we'll do it. We'll, we'll find yeah. it. Yeah, I promise you. Now I will get. We will get everything. All the goal scores at the end of the match. Everything. I promise. It might come out maybe an hour later than usual, but we'll get it out. I promise. Um. So I. I guess we'll start off with, uh, which we start off with, what do you say? First match? Uh, just, Cali yeah. Genoa? Yeah. All right. Well, obviously, uh, Cali got the win. I believe I predicted Genoa to win, so I was very surprised. Uh, yeah, I'll just give my quick thoughts on the match. Uh, I, I was able to watch the first half because I was at school when it was happening. But, um, yeah, it seemed like it was a good game for Cali. Obviously, uh, Simeone got the goal, which I was very happy to see. Um, Joe and uh, myself's uh, favorite uh, <laughs> player. Well, not actually, but we just joke around about him. Uh, Joao Pedro got a goal. And there's also a Christian Zapata own goal. And then for uh, Genoa, Christian Kwame, who I can't stand, scored. But, uh, yeah, it looked like a county got an important win for them, obviously. As a smaller club, wins like this are one to help you get past relegation and uh, in the safety zone. So it's a big win for Cali. And, uh, yeah, it was a good match when I was watching back and forth. But I really expected Genoa to do much, much better. Daniel? Yeah, yes. Right, uh, yeah, oh, it was a good bad. match to watch. Um, I was so happy when I saw Simeone uh, score that opening goal. Beautiful header. And I feel like he's just a, a perfect striker for a team like Halidi. Uh He can get the goals whenever they need him to. Uh, they got a really good mid to uh, support him as well. Uh, Khalidi played really good. Uh, once I saw Genoa uh, make it 1-1, I was really, really surprised. To be honest, because in my opinion, Genoa didn't have uh, good chances um, in the second half. But in the first half, uh, Robert Olsen had to make some nice saves as well. Uh, and oh, when surprise. Zapata, yeah, when Zapata <laughs> scored that one goal, I started laughing because I do not like Zapata, uh, Christian Zapata. I never did. Uh, I just uh, so for some reason he was that one player I always hated. I just don't know why. Like he was just, I can't stand him. Maybe it's just. I don't know, maybe because he's Duvon's brother and he's like the <laughs> crappier one. Uh, and he always played for Milan and he was always dirty and stuff as well. Uh, so when he scored the own goal, I was happy. And then Gio Pedro, what a finish that was. Uh, <laughs> I honestly thought he was going to pass it. 
but he made Radu look bad and just placed it at top corner. So it's a big three points against uh, Cal- uh, for Cali. Uh, now they play against Napoli, so hopefully Napoli can get a good result against them because this is going to be a tough, tough game for us this weekend. Yeah, and uh, funny thing with Joao Pedro is that me and Joe always joke about him, but he's actually not a bad player. No, he's really part. good. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, now move on to Udinese and uh, Brescia. Uh, the goal from Romulo, uh, uh, which got Brescia to win. Uh, they're away from home, so obviously... Uh, I went against Udinese without the ball, but still a win. Um, and nevertheless, it's still a win. All three points are Brescia, and I think it's a very important game for them. A team who many think might get relegated. Um, I don't think any of us predicted them to get relegated, actually. No, I had them actually, I think, above 15th. Yeah, I had them 13th, I believe. I think I had them 12th or something, yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, Brescia, especially Balotelli coming back, I think it's very important that they uh, got the win. And I think Balotelli should make them even stronger. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Udinese, I'm very disappointed in because they played well against Inter. They didn't get the win. Um, against Milan, they played well and they got the win. So I'm happy about that. But um, yeah, I think Udinese is a great team. Uh, that could, Well, not a great team, but they're a good team with the players they have. They play well. Um, I think they should have gotten at least a point, but they didn't. But uh, Brescia, they surprised me. Uh, Tonali, who I'm not the biggest fan of, had a good game. Put some nice passes in. I can see he's developing. Um, he, I still don't think he's the next Pirlo. I don't care how long his hair is. But, uh, yeah, I think Tonali uh, is doing uh, better than the past couple of games he's uh, played in. And uh, yeah, I'm happy for Brescia to get all three points. Uh, what do you think, Danny? Yeah, no, it was a big result for uh, Brescia to uh, get the, report, uh, the, the points. Uh, I'm pretty disappointed in Udinese as well for not even scoring. I know they didn't have their best player, but they still had the likes of Lasagna, uh, Forfano, who can score when he comes in, Persudo, who can... Uh, score as well. Um, I think it's going to be a long season for Undinese. Like, just thinking about it. Musso had to make some big saves as well uh, because Brescia were putting on a lot of pressure and they were attacking well. Um, I think this Brescia side could get even better when Balo plays. Uh, there's been reports that saying that Balo and Donnarumma may not start together because they don't uh, go together. But for me, if Brescia want to win, I would start Donnarumma and I would start Balotelli as well. Because I believe those two guys can cause havoc for uh, defenses because of their the way they play and stuff, and they're really good attackers as well. Uh, but actually, they're a good side. Uh, they got they just got to improve on a little little things here and there, like passing wise, uh, movement off the ball. It seems like they don't know how to move off the ball. Uh, just covering space because they leave way too many uh, too much space in the mid when. The other team has the ball and they're defending. Uh, but just little things here and there. Uh, they're going to be a really good side to uh, look out for. And they've got the g- a good three points in uh, Udinese as well. It's always tough to play there. So, um, Yep. And uh, now I say we move on to Juventus-Verona. Uh, um, obviously, Juventus got the win at 2-1. Goals from Aaron Ramsey and Cristiano Ronaldo on a penalty. And a goal from Veloso, which was fantastic. It was a yeah. volley after... I missed penalty, a little bit of scrambling, and the bar and all this stuff happened. But uh, the ball fell to him, and before it touched the ground, he had a nice volley and uh, one top corner past Buffon. So what a great goal by him. And um, Verona, I, I've been saying it, I said the last podcast as well, they play very good. They play much above their level and the, the talent they have on their team. They're a fantastic squad for uh, what they have. And um, I just think they're a really good team. They played well against Juventus. They played well against Milan with 10 men. 
And I just think Verona is a team that uh, is underrated by people. The only annoying thing is, obviously, uh, they play well, but they don't get the wins, which is uh, a little bit irritating, I guess, because obviously, as a Napoli, Roma, Inter fan, whatever you are, you'd prefer if uh, Juventus lost to Verona or even tied. But uh, yeah, Verona, for a small team like that, to head into the Juventus stadium, put on a performance like that, leading, and I actually thought they'd get a draw, I predicted 1-1. But um, yeah, Juventus, at the end of the day, they're Juventus, they find a way to win, they got all three points, and uh, they deserve it, in my opinion. But uh, shout out to Verona for a great performance. Yeah, no, they, they, I thought when they scored that beautiful, when they had the penalty, I thought they were going to score, but then hits the post, uh, the rebound hits the miss. crossbar, hits the yeah. crossbar, I go, what the hell does Verona have to do to score, man, like, it's so stupid, and then Veloso, holy cow, uh, that, for me, I think that's already a contender for goal of the season, <laughs> already, I yeah, think. Yeah, for sure, uh, up to this point, for sure, yeah. Up to Juve playing uh, the way they can. They just dominated the game. And uh, they just they, they showed why they're the best team in Italy. Uh, they never give up attitude. Uh, a lucky goal by Ramsey, to say or less, because it took a big deflection. And, yeah. and then Ronaldo from the penalty spot just buries it. You, you know Ronaldo, when he goes to the uh, penalty spot, he's not going to miss from there. Uh, Verona had some chances too. They, I think, if I'm correct, they did hit a post or something at the end of the game. If I heard right, um, they like they had like, a big chance that they missed or something. They had just, a, a couple I, chances, yeah. Yeah, because I was on my way to work, and it's just wow, what a game it was uh, too. Like a lot of Juve fans were talking as well, saying it was a really good uh, game to watch. Uh, Verona gave them a fight. And hopefully, maybe because the way Juve plays now, they're not as strong as they were last season, in my opinion. I feel like they're just barely getting these results. So Juve, I think they they could they're beatable this year. And teams like Verona are showing that they can compete with them. So which is always good for the league when these lower teams can compete with the best in the league. Yeah, and uh, one thing I want to mention, Paolo Dybala, I don't know what has happened to him. Uh, he's a player I really liked uh, a couple of years ago, even as uh, recent as even a year ago, two years ago. Uh, last year, beginning of the season, of course, later on, didn't get much playing time. But um, Dybala, I just can't see him. I don't think he has a spot on the team position-wise. Yeah. Mentally, something's just, up. yeah, something's up. Mentally, looks like, I don't know, like he says on social media, he wants to play for the team, and it's not like he's playing like horrendously, but it just doesn't. Uh, sorry about that, guys. Our Skype cut out. I have no idea what happened. It just closed. But uh, we're back now. And uh, as we were speaking about Dybala, I believe. Yeah, we're speaking about Dybala. Yeah. Um, I think I was on the verge of finishing uh, my comments and opinions on him. I just think that Dybala looks lost overall and doesn't fit with Juventus or Saudi's plans at all. And honestly, if you're going to have a player worth that much, the longer he sits on the bench, the more his value will decrease. And uh, if you're not going to use him, just sell him. Like, There's no point in keeping him around. Similar to the Icardi situation, I think Inter did a really good job of getting rid of him while they can because uh, if they kept on to him, his value would continue to decrease. And at the end of the day, he wouldn't have a good player or he wouldn't um, make any financial gain. Well, obviously, they're going to make uh, Plus of Valenza on uh, Dybala because uh, when he first joined, I believe he came for, what, 20, 30 million, whatever it was? Yeah, it was cheap. It was, I think it was close to like, yeah, 20, 25 million, something like that. It was cheap. Yeah, of course. So 
uh, you're going to make money off of him, but he can make much more. Uh, I remember he was worth uh, $120 million at one point, even 150 people were saying. And now yeah, two years he ago. Went down to, yeah, now people went down to $80 million. So uh, I think Juventus in January, or at least next summer, should make a decision. Are we keeping this guy or not? Because clearly he wants to stay. He's not playing like he wants to stay, but I don't think he just fits in the system at all. And that's uh, all I have to say about Tibala. What do you think, Danny? Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, I feel like he's just... It seems like he's lost at times. Uh, I feel like it's because that they wanted to sell him at the uh, beginning of the uh, summer transfer, and he did. He was close to joining uh, Tottenham at one point, but then the deal didn't break down. So I think a move to like Tottenham or something would be a really good shell for him. Uh, especially if Ericsson about to leave as well. Yeah, especially like even like a, like the midfield would be really good now. With especially like say if Ericsson leaves, he comes in replaces Ericsson. They still have Dele Alli, who I believe is. A good enough uh, midfielder for them. Uh, Nendombele, who is really good at times. Uh, Lochelso, too. So Tottenham's got some options if they end up getting uh, Dybala. So, but it's, for me, it's sad to see Dybala playing like this because as an Argentinian, I really like Dybala and I believe he's got the talent to become something. And as of right now, it's just he's not showing it. So hopefully in the future, he gets his move or he just wakes up. Yeah, hopefully uh, he stays in the set, yeah, but I don't see it happening, honestly, if it does go. But, um, yeah, enough of Dybala. Uh, guys, if you want to talk about Dybala, the whole situation, whatever, you guys can uh, go uh, send us a tweet on Twitter or Instagram. You can send us a DM. We'll uh, respond to you, see what you guys think about that. Um, but, and by the way, uh, it's at Six Side Calcio on both uh, platforms. So, uh, yeah, now let's move on to Milan Inter. So, uh, I'm not really surprised at all. Uh, Inter came out with the win. As I've said, every podcast I think we've all said this uh, Milan is just a disaster um, people are blaming either Giampaolo or the players I think it's a little bit of both honestly um, I don't think Giampaolo is putting Piontek in a situation to be successful I don't think um, there's enough players to create for him because obviously Piontek is similar to Mauro Icardi if you don't have creative players around him who create uh, easy scoring opportunities for him he's not really going to do much uh, Piontek isn't someone to take the ball and take on two or three guys uh, I think Suso is working really hard because uh, he's not getting really a lot of help up there um, playmaking-wise. I think Eliao, or I'm not sure if I said his name right, but um, the new sign they brought in, I think yeah. uh, he played decent against Inter. I like his movement. I think he has potential on the left wing if they are to play him there because on the left side, they're very weak, and I think might as well just put him there. And um, Chalnoglu, I'm not really a big fan of his at all. Um, he's a decent player. Sometimes he steps up, but Against the bigger games, I don't really see Chalnaglu become a factor whatsoever at all. And, uh, yeah, Conti, I just think he's finished. This, this kid's done. I just, I don't know what happened to him. At, at uh, Atalanta, he had so much promise, but now it just seems like he's dead now. Uh, Musacchio, um, I don't think he's as bad as people are saying. Uh, he had a bad start to the season, even I said it. But um, compared to the rest of the team, I think uh, Musacchio is the least of Milan's worries. So I think people need to relax uh, Blaming him, man. Can't really blame the defense if your offense didn't even get a goal. So uh, that's what I think. Uh, I think it's a mix of the coach, the defense, the offense, everything. Um, but yeah, obviously, uh, getting away from Milan, Inter. Um, once again, Inter get another win. They're four for four, four wins, four games played. Uh, Lukaku with another goal. And I just think Inter, I don't know, they don't really impress me with the way they play, but they win. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. You don't get extra points for. Uh, you look at style, extra style yeah. points. 
So, uh, yeah, Inter gets the win to get the job done. But I do think eventually they can't keep this up, honestly. If you're playing like this against maybe a Napoli with a very good attack like them, I think Napoli would burn Inter. And I think they will get exposed eventually. But until then, I think Inter's going to keep on winning against these, uh, I don't want to call Milan a weak team, but they're not very impressive to me. And I didn't really expect them to do well this season. Uh, I don't know. I think a Europa League might be a dream for Milan at this point. Yeah. They should just snap out of it. But, uh, yeah, not really much to say about this derby. Um, obviously, it's not going to be a bad derby. It's entertaining, I'm sure, more for the Inter fans. But, uh, yeah, good win for Conte, good win for Inter. And, uh, yeah, the fans uh, could go enjoy their week until they get to Lazio, which I hope they win. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Dan, what do you think? No, I think it's a, it's a big statement win for Inter. Um, I believe that anytime you can be your rival, doesn't matter city or just in the league uh it gives you confidence to uh go out there to the next game and beat the other team uh this is a really good win for inter um i i'm again i'm not as scared as people say oh you guys should be scared of inter i just believe the way conte plays he doesn't play the game good he just finds a way to get the results and that's where again at the end of the day all that matters doesn't matter. Oh, we played really good, but we tied zero zero. I'd rather play shit and win one nothing than play really good and tie one one. Uh, and again, going back to AC Milan, their attack has just been terrible this year. Against Inter Milan, they had nine shots, one on target. If you're gonna win a football game, you're not gonna have one. You can't have one shot on target. Cause yeah, and I just want to mention really quick yeah. as well. Uh, sorry to cut you off. I just want to say the last match no. when they won uh, against uh, 10 men Verona, um, they had uh, one goal and that was off a penalty. So, yeah, like yeah. they can't they can't rely on penalties all the time. They can't they got if you want to win, look at uh, Inter stats. I'm just looking at the stats here 16 shots, seven on target, and they got two goals. Anytime you can get, in my opinion, maybe more than four or five shots a game and you get a goal, you should win that game because you deserve to. Uh, just, yeah, Milan dominating possession, but that doesn't matter as long as you make it, you make the possession worth it. Uh, again, Milan's got to step up, and I believe it's the coaching. Uh, I think if Giampaolo gets sacked, I can see like a Massimo Allegri coming in and maybe trying to resurrect uh, Milan faithful again. Uh, but it's a big win for Inter. Uh, they're 4-0, and... They're going to be contending this year. Uh, they haven't proved. They haven't shut me up yet. I'm still an inter-dowler. I still believe that they'll finish third place. Because uh, it's always inter. They always start off good and then they end up behind by like 10 points or something. But if they continue to play like they are now, maybe we'll have like a free-rate tie for uh, first place by the end of the season. Yep. Um, yeah, now uh, moving on from the derby. I'm going to move on to the next match there. And let me just see real quick. So I'm looking at my list here. Yeah, we got Sassuolo Spal, which was uh, an early game. Uh, I got up to watch his match. Um, I wanted to see Berardi bagging some more uh, goals, which he didn't. But he did get two assists, which nobody's really talking about, surprisingly. People just seem to recognize goals and ignore assists these days. But, uh, yeah, Domenico Berardi uh, continues to impress with Sassuolo, a dominating 3 nothing win against uh, Spal, who just didn't – I don't know what it was. They just didn't look like they wanted to be there. They had a few nice chances, um, but obviously uh, Sassuolo uh, was a dominant performance, 3-0 win here. They had uh, 20 shots, uh, 55% possession. 
Uh, they shared the ball equally, but uh, Sassuolo was just more clinical in front of the net. Obviously, Francesco Camputo with uh, Doppietta, which is very important for Sassuolo. Like Daniel always says, he's an underrated player. And um, I think Camputo, honestly, might be better than Immobile for the national team. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, he's better than Lasagna, that's for sure. Yeah, actually, that's yeah, true. Uh, Lasagna, I still don't know why he's still on the national team. But uh, yeah, Caputo uh, did well. Duncan, who nobody is talking about this season, he's uh, doing really, really well. Yeah, he has a good, he has a, he's been dominating in the midfield. Yeah, I Finally, believe the first because... or second game, he had two assists or something in the game. Yeah. I can't really remember. But, uh, yeah, Donka, and he's a, he's a very good player. And I've rated him for for maybe two years now. I really liked him uh, at Sassuolo. I'm surprised nobody really picked him up, to be honest. I think uh, I think Milan could use him, honestly. Uh, he's better than Cassier. Cassier, uh, his feet are made out of bricks. Yeah, he's, like, he's, like, he's like trapped in uh, clay. <laughs> yeah, Kessier is just a, a strong guy. He's like Wanayama. I think he's just useless at this point. I can't believe he's worth 30 mil. But uh, actually, maybe even 40. I forgot what the transfer fee was. Yeah, but, uh, I think 45 at this point. Yeah, 35, I think, I think it's 35. If I saw yeah. Something like that. And uh, yeah, I just think that Solo is uh, doing well. And uh, <laughs> seeing this performance from them just makes... Uh, Last week's win for Roma, which I obviously am a Roma fan, makes me even more proud because our defense struggled, obviously. But uh, to concede one goal that was in play, obviously, but Ardi's amazing free kick doesn't happen often. So I can't get mad at the defense for that. So far out, too. It wasn't a stupid foul. But um, yeah, Sassuolo's attack is very good for the players they have. And uh, once again, similar to uh, Brescia, which is a team that doesn't have the quality, but they're finding ways to win, which is very important in the Serie yeah, if you want to stay up. So, uh, Dan, what do you think, bro? Yeah, no, it was a big win for Sassuolo. Uh, just a 3 nothing win over Spal, who I believe that they're a decent team as well, Spal. They got the attack. Uh, it's just, I don't know what happened to Spal this, this game. They had a couple chances. Uh, Patania was pretty much invisible at this point. <laughs> uh, see, I don't even know if he was playing at this point, like the way he played. Uh yeah, just again, Caputo showed why he's world class in my opinion. Whoa! A, go he, should won, he should have won FIFA Player of the Year, my, my friend. <laughs> I'm joking, okay. But he's actually, in my opinion, he's actually a really good striker. No, he is. Um, he is. It seems like I know he scores like a lot of his shots are inside the box or whatever. But that volley at the end for his second goal was incredible. Beautiful link-up play between the Swasolo players. But RD to uh, Caputo and Caputo buried the top corner. Uh, the celebration is a different story. He's got to oh, work yeah. on that. That's that's probably the only thing he's got to work on this season: the celebration. But and then Duncan with the third goal in the uh, early second half uh, to probably seal the deal at that point. I believed when the game was going on. But yeah, Sosolo, yeah, Sosolo, they're they're not a bad team. Like you gotta watch out for them because they could. Surprise uh, a lot of teams as well because remember that one year they made Europa League and everyone's like, wow, like you never know. This year, Sassuolo, if they can stay steady in their back line and consistently plays like he can, I think they can make they can surprise a lot of teams and maybe qualify for like make it to qualification for Europa League. But it was yeah. again a big win. Um, I like their coach, uh, De Zerbi, former Napoli player, if uh, you guys remember. And he's a he's a good coach for a small team. 
So he's like a maybe he's like a like a San Paolo, like a Giampaolo. He can coach a small team, but maybe not a big team. So hopefully, it continues. Hundred yeah, percent agree, and I think uh, the fact that he said um, uh, he scores a lot of goals inside the box, I think is very underrated because people always say, "Oh, this player only scores uh, from inside the six yard box." Yeah. But at the end of the day, if the ball is there and it's a wide open net, do you want them not to shoot the ball? Like, no, you can't he, really. Yeah. If I don't care how you it's score, talent, as long yeah. as you positioning. Positioning as a striker is the most important thing, in my opinion. No, you can have a you can have a good shot, you can have speed, you can have this, you can have that. But if you're not positioned to shoot the ball and create great chances, you're not a good striker. Yeah. And I'm gonna get into it uh, later on in the podcast about who I think is really good at positioning. Yeah, so, I figure I know who you're gonna say. He plays for Napoli and he's a Spanish striker. I also have a something I want to speak about regarding uh, positioning as well in the Roma game. We'll get into that. Uh, I think, is it next? No, it's not next. Um, I believe now we have Sampdoria Torino. Am I yep. correct? Yeah, we do. All right, so Sampdoria Torino, uh, we all predicted this wrong. Um, Torino went from uh, undefeated to losing to Lecce and a team who hasn't won before in Sampdoria. So yeah. that's, how, that's how the city yeah, is. Obviously, I think we all said it. Torino doesn't have the depth to keep on winning every game. They're not going to go to the Champions League or maybe Europa League, but not the Champions League. But, um, yeah, obviously it's a big win for uh, Di Francesco Sampdoria. Uh, the goal came from Gabbiadini, who I think... I don't know. I don't think he's a bad player, to be honest. I know he no, was he wasn't, that, he wasn't that bad. It's just he was inconsistent. Yeah, he's and inconsistent. He's not, in my opinion, he's not much of a striker. I see him more like a behind the striker, like a center forward. So I think that's where he makes the best. Like, where they played him against uh, Torino, that's when he was good. Yeah. And uh, I can see uh, Di Francesco football because uh, Torino actually had 63% possession. And uh, <laughs> Sampdoria still managed to win because obviously at Roma, Di Francesco uh, let the other team uh, carry the possession. We didn't really get the ball much, but scoring counters. But yeah, Torino to have 63% possession and one shot on target, that's just terrible. Uh, you need to do better than that. And uh, there's not really much else to say about this match. But uh, congrats to Sampdoria. Yeah, big, win. <laughs> yeah, big, big win for them. Uh, Torino's got to wake up because they could be in trouble if they continue to play like this. Like, it was bad. The way they played was bad. Uh, Sampdoria played really good. Gabbiadini got a nice goal. And shout out to Colley, man. He was phenomenal against uh, Torino. He was. Yeah, Colley is very good. He's very Coley, good. Yeah, he was like a, he was the wall of Genoa, you could say. I love Colley. Sampdoria, yeah. Two tackles, three interceptions. Holy cow, what a game he had. <laughs> yeah, he's very good. He's, he's always been underrated, in my opinion. And uh, I don't think I've ever seen a team win a game with 65% pass accuracy. <laughs> that's something oh new. God. Yeah. But that's uh, Di Francesco right there. Uh, anything else you want to say about this match, uh, or should we move on? Sampdoria, if they can catch fire, watch out, guys. <laughs> that's all happen here, honestly. Yeah, no, it's, it's Steve Francesco. He he can win one game and then he'll lose like 17 in a row. Yeah, there you go. Story of my life. <laughs> um, but thank you for the win against Barca. Uh, next up, we got uh, Lecce and Napoli. Uh, obviously, Napoli came away with a 4-1 victory. The goal for Lecce came from Mancosu. And the goal from Napoli was a doppietta from Lorente, a penalty from Insignia, and Fabio Ruiz with another goal. So, and uh, my, I got to watch a little bit of the game. Uh, so, this, I'll be honest, I watched the first half on my phone because obviously I was watching the Roma game on my TV. 
And uh, after the goal from uh, Bologna and the penalty, uh, I shut off my phone and I threw it because I was just pissed off. Because that was not a penalty, but I'll get into that next. But uh, yeah, obviously, uh, from what I saw in the first half, I'm sure Daniel will go more in depth because he watched the whole game. Oh, yeah. But um, <laughs> from what I saw, it's classic Napoli with their overwhelming attack. Um, it's a match they went into confident. They should have won. They won. And these are the matches you need to win if you're going to win Scudetto. You can't be uh, slacking on games like this, like Inter have done in the past, or other teams like that, even us. Um, the smaller teams are sometimes the ones that win you the Scudetto at the end of the day because you can lose to uh, Inter, you can lose to Juve, you can lose to Roma, you can lose to Milan. But if you beat every single one of the small teams, you win the Scudetto at the end of the day. So, Or at least it's very likely. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Napoli did their job right, and they got the win. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, no. The I think I want to say like the first, I want to say fifteen twenty minutes, it was just sloppy from us. Like we were like sloppy, and I was looking. I go, oh my god, don't let this game get away. But Milik had a chance. Shot was blocked. Fell right to Lorente. Taps it home perfectly. And from that moment on, that's when Napoli took over. We got the penalty in the fortieth minute. Insigne missed the first one, scuffed it badly. But they had to go to VAR. Retake it, and Senior scores the second one. And then in the second half, Fabian Ruiz take a bow. Oh, my sure. God. Beautiful ball by Insigne to Fabian Ruiz. Cuts in on his strong left foot. Curls it bottom corner. Beautiful goal. And then the fourth to cap. And then the penalty shot. Uh, bad. It was a bad decision by Ospina. He made a heck of a save on the first attempt. And then he just ran out like a... Like a, like a, um, what's it called? Like he was like the tar- Tasmanian devil, and he <laughs> took out. Um, I think I don't know who it was that drew the penalty, but he took him out. And I just looked. I go, we had momentum. Lecce were down and dusted, and you're giving them a little bit of hope. They score the penalty, and then Lecce took over for a little bit. They had a couple chances to make it three-two, whatever. But then the class of Napoli, great coaching by Ancelotti to bring in Lozano and Calleon. And then Lorente gets the fourth goal off an easy tap-in. And yeah, we win 4-1. Great result for Napoli, especially the way they bounce back. And I'm really impressed with Lorente, even though he scores easy goals. But it's all in the position. He's always there at the right time. And he's the type of guy... He may not be the fastest. He may not have the best shot. But he's always there at the right time. And you've got to worry about him for his height because he's one tall player. He's 6'4", crossing the ball. If he wins that header, it could go in the back of the net. And one player I'm really impressed with the way he played was Almas. He was just, in my opinion, one of our best players. He was phenomenal. He was passing the ball well. He ran with the ball well. He made a couple of bad plays, but he's only 19. He just turned 20 today, so happy birthday to you, Almas. Uh, and he just, he was phenomenal. It looked like he was cool and collected with the ball. He played like the way I always wanted my midfields to play, like a holding midfielder, like a Diawada. He was basically the be- he was basically a better version of Diawada today uh, against Lecce. He was really good with the ball. He made some smart decisions, some nice passing by him, and he's got a bright future, that kid. So, Forza Napoli, big win. Let's focus now on Galeri because they're a tougher team than uh, Lecce. Yeah. Uh, now we're going to move on here to uh, Roma, Bologna. <sighs> I almost had a heart attack in this game, honestly. 
Um, like I said, um, I'm very proud of the team. This is a very important win. Uh, Bologna were nine games, uh, nine game winning streak at home before this match. So uh, I think eight game in total, just winning streak, um, or at least undefeated streak. And uh, Bologna is a very difficult team to beat, especially when you're playing for a manager who just had cancer. Obviously, the players are going to play for him. And um, they did a really good job for Mihalo, but he should be proud of their effort. They put forth a really good performance, and they represented Bologna very well. But at the end of the day, I'm very happy. Uh, last podcast, I said that the Roma from last year would 100% lose this match. I, I guarantee it. After a win, after a, a Basaksa's here, I can't say the name properly, Basaksa here, um, after a win like that, they would be tired. They wouldn't care to be unmotivated, and they come in here and lose. And they really surprised me. Um, obviously, it wasn't the cleanest of wins. You're going to have those performances on the road, especially against a team as passionate as Bologna. But um, they really impressed me, Roma. I was very happy with the performance. And whew, Alexander Kolarov, um, this guy's like a fine wine. The older he gets, <laughs> the better he gets, not only skill-wise, but on his free kicks. Wow. This guy, I believe he scored the second most free kicks after Lionel Messi in the top five leagues since 2015, Six. 16? I think yeah, 16. Yeah, 2016. I, I think they have, I think if I read right, Messi has seven and Kolarov has six. Yeah, if correct. I read right. Yeah. And that's just, uh, wow, it's phenomenal. Uh, Fazio Mancini, I'm really loving their pairing. Um, and I just want to get into the ref real quick. Come <laughs> on. Uh, Danny, I'm not sure if you saw what the no, calls I, he made. I saw the uh, red card. Debatable, yeah. in my opinion. And for me, okay, I'll start off with the penalty real quick. Okay, the penalty, call it off. He got all ball, let's be honest here. I, I didn't, like, usually I yell when it's, oh, come on, you stupid, call it off, whatever. I get, I get pissed off, obviously. But that time, I didn't react. I'm like, okay, he got a clear foul. And he got a clear, um, not clear foul. He got a clear um, a tackle. He was all clean. And I was like, okay, they're going to look at the VAR. They're going to call it off. No big problem. Like, I didn't really react. I'm like, the, calls, the ref's going to call the VAR. He's talking to the players. Oh. I'm like, okay, we're good. <laughs> then I, I see, <laughs> oh, my God. I, I saw um, Sansone lining up to take the pen. I'm like, are you kidding me? They didn't even check the VAR. Okay. Not even a silent check I saw. They didn't even have a silent check. I'm sorry. Okay, number one, it wasn't a pen. But if you're not going to call the pen, at least, the least you can do is check the VAR just to make sure. And they couldn't even do that. If you check the VAR or whatever, you call the pen, it's still bad, but at least you checked. But to not even check? Come on. Like, you got to be kidding me. This ref was way too proud. He thought he was the VAR in his head. He thought he... Uh, there's another call where it was a handball. I'm not sure by who it was. By a Bologna player in the box. They didn't even check the VAR. It was a pen because it blocked the pass from going through to one of our players. They didn't even check the VAR for that. Uh, the red card of Mancini, come on. That had to be one of the softest second yellows I've seen in my life. I've seen players do far worse and not even uh, think twice. The ref wouldn't even think twice about calling it a second yellow. God, I don't even think Mancini honestly made contact with him. The guy just jumped on the ground and held his face as if he got shot. So, uh, yeah, that's just uh, it's very disappointing with the refereeing. And I'm proud of Roma because after all this BS that was going on in the game, we kept fighting, we kept playing, we had 10 men. We came back with about 20 seconds left when Jesus plays it to Vertut. Vertut makes an incredible run down the pitch, plays it to Pellegrini, who chips it with his passing. Fantastic. Four games played, four assists. Great uh, great pass by Pellegrini. And Jacko, as always, saves the day, similar to Torino last season, the first match we had. So overall, I'm very impressed with our performance. Vertut reminds me of Nagolan. Uh, he is just, oh, what a signing, Vertut. I remember Napoli and Milan were both interested in him. His agent had many meetings with uh, all three clubs, and I'm very happy we picked them up there. Toot, 
thank you for coming. Just what a signing. Uh, very impressive performance by uh, Jordan Vertut. And, um, yeah, just overall, we have Atalanta next. So we have to be ready for that match. And, um, yeah, that's it. Uh, I went off there, Dan, for about five minutes. I'm yeah, very proud of my Roma. I want to win. I got nothing <laughs> to say. Uh, just I watched the, the highlights and stuff. Beautiful free kick by uh, Kolarov and a hell of a run by Virtut. Uh, beautiful ball to Pellegrini. Pellegrini chips it. And it wasn't a well, like a well-placed header, but it was a good enough header to uh, score. I thought he in missed. Opinion, I almost had a heart attack. I thought, in my opinion, when I first, I, I knew the game was over, so I knew he scored. But in my opinion, if I was watching it live, I thought Skoruski could have done a little bit better. It looked like he was to the right there. He looked like an octopus on that last play. Like <laughs> yeah. He just looked all over the place. He looked like uh, like the FIFA 19 goalie animations when they do Honestly, that. I just... I think he turns his mindset off because 10 seconds left, so okay, his game's done. And all of a sudden, I, you see I Eddie Jekyll. I think he had like his inner Roma in movie. He's like, I just like Roma win. <laughs> Anyways, no, that's Skorowski, oh God. Sco- he never lets us win. But yeah, keep going. And the uh, <laughs> jokes aside, uh, it was a big win for Roma, especially on the road in a great place to play like Bologna, uh, who, were, who started off the season well. I still think they could do well. Uh, they... They got the talent to upset a couple of teams and like to compete with teams like Napoli, Inter, Juve. Like they, if they can play like they can, uh, they can even upset a couple of teams like that. Uh, Roma, you gotta watch out for them now, man. Like this is, I I didn't believe how good they are actually. I think they're better than they were last year. Oh, for though, sure. Even By though far. they have like, the war, they what's it called? They got. I don't know. You could say they got worse, but then they also got Players. stronger. They got worse in other positions, but stronger in what they needed last season. Um, I just feel like Roma's going to be a good team, and I think they can finish fourth this year. Like They just impressed me so much this year. Yeah, and quick shout-out to Leonardo Spinazzola. This guy, oh my, he's unreal at right back. I can't believe we picked this guy up from Juventus. They can really use him right now. Spina, yeah. I know Francesco, he always... Uh, Last year, he was saying Kinsolio, who's the third keeper on the Juventus, he's saying he's good. He always makes these jokes of players. And Spinazzola is one of them I thought he was joking about. But I saw him play against Atletico, and this guy was an animal. Spinazzola, even when he came in, he changed the game for us. He was he's just a fantastic player. I believe he'll start against Atalanta. Yeah. But, wow, what a player. Um, and now let's move on here. Uh, we're nearing the end here. We got Atalanta, Fiorentina. Honestly, there's a lot to say about this match, but also not a lot to say because... Atalanta, wow, what a comeback. They're down 2 nothing uh, after the goals yeah. from, um, what was I going to say? Chiesa, Chiesa uh, and Ribéry. Well, uh, by the way, Fiorentina's second goal, my goodness, was that a beautiful goal. And by the way, I believe they ruled Chiesa's goal as an own goal for uh, Palomino. No, they, uh, they end up giving it to uh, Chiesa. Oh, they gave it? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, good. I wanted him to get it. But, but um, yeah, like you said, what a goal by uh, Keza and then Ribery. Wow. Yeah, wow, no, that play. was the goal I was talking about. Beautiful ball by Keza. That, that, oh, he's got wow. the talent to become something. I just hope he doesn't go to Juve because he's going to be like a Bernadeschi. I, I hope Danny, he stay- yeah, I think he's going to Juve. I think it's... Uh, and I think his career could be over if he does, in my yeah. opinion. You've seen Dybala. You've seen Bernadeschi. You've seen uh, tons of talent go to Juve and just... 
And <clears throat> excuse me, uh, clear my throat. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, I just think Juventus they pick up all these players just because like they're doing well on other teams, and, and then they flop. They don't use them. Yeah, I don't even think it's a case a case of flopping. I think it's playing time. The players need to be smart. Like Dybala, okay, he started off well. You, but I can't really get blamed because he played a lot when he first came. But yeah, Bernadeschi, no. come on, really? Yeah, one. Why would you go? Then, yeah, yeah, that's even the one guy too. I know this is a different topic. Uh, Padin too. He was. In my opinion, a really good goalkeeper at Genoa goes to Juve. He doesn't even play. They yeah, he fails a medical. I go, are you kidding me? Like I don't know. I wouldn't yeah, even go to Juve if they uh, pay me forty million. I wouldn't go. I'd rather <laughs> play free at a uh, body than go to Juve. My opinion. Oh god. Even worse, but <laughs> man, this match. Uh, I'm sure Dan, you've seen Ilicic's goal. You've seen Castagna's yeah. game winner. I'm not game winner, but uh, he. Uh, Tied it all up. Oh yeah, my god, what a volley. That was a great goal, minute. too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this match was a fantastic, very entertaining to watch. And I said we just move on real quick to Lazio Padma. Yeah. Because we've been here for 40, 43 minutes, I believe, around there. But, um, longer yeah, now than us two than uh, the, the other guys, too. <laughs> yeah, we've just been rambling about Roman up because obviously we're very happy for wins. But, uh, yeah, so Lazio Padma. <laughs> I predicted 2-0 Parma, but Lazio ended up winning 2-0. Um, Immobile, he scored at the Stade Olimpico for the first time since November of 2018, which is uh, interesting. No, I've no. never rated Immobile. Yep, first goal at home since November 18th of last year. Of last year? Wow. Oh, my God. 2018, yeah. So, Because um, I remember he happy. scored against uh, Napoli, too, that nice... Uh, when he, there was three guys on him, he did that nice uh, Ronaldo chop. And he placed it top corner. I know that was a great goal, too. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, Immobile, I just think he's overrated. I don't care what anyone says. The Lazio fans, uh, I don't care. Uh, he's garbage, Immobile. I just think he's overrated. Uh, in the national team, this guy's a donkey. He didn't score a goal for two years in the national team. Uh, for his own team, he didn't score in almost a year at home. Like, come on, this guy... Obviously, goals are pens. And by the way, he scored. Like, he scored, but... Not like there were pens, you know what I mean? Like he scored at home, but there were penalties. Like this is his first yeah. non-penalty goal. Open you know, uh, play, open play. Yeah, open play, which is just wow. Uh, that's just an incredible stat to have, honestly. Crazy, yeah. I think Jacko had something like that, but for like two, three months, it wasn't like this. Um, and Marusic, I think he had a really good performance. He almost had a second. Yeah, yeah he played good. <laughs> I gotta give him credit too. Yeah, he played well. Uh, I don't really want to admit it because I hate Lazio, but. Uh, yeah, uh, a game they had to win. They won, and there you go. That's all I really have to say about it. How about you, Dan? Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, Lazio are all over Parma, to be honest. 25 shots. Oh, my goodness. They also had 62% possession. Uh, yeah, good result. Typical Lazio game against uh, Parma. In my opinion, I thought Parma would do a little bit better. Uh, that's just me. I don't know, but... Yeah, yeah a good result. Good result for Lazio, especially keeps them up there in fifth now. Uh, we'll see how they do against. Uh, it's Inter, right? They play. Oh yeah, yeah they play Inter on. That's gonna be Wednesday. a really good game. That's gonna be a really good game. A very good game. I'm very excited for that. Hopefully, Inter killed them. Well, obviously, you want uh, Inter I, to to lose. But. I kind of want. I kind of want to see how Inter plays against a better team, like a big team. Huh, better. I think uh, Lecce was a bigger challenge in Lazio. I think the but, game uh, won. Okay, I'll give my prediction after, actually. <laughs> yeah. 
Actually, are you gonna have this game right now? I'm I'm good. I said everything. I yeah, no, I'm I'm fine with this. Uh, there's nothing to say for me because I didn't watch it. Uh, it. It was just a boring game. It was just typical. Like you knew who's gonna win the whole time. Huh. I was disappointed. I expected Padma to win, honestly. So, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, I guess we'll move on to our predictions. We're not really going to go into really depth because uh, yeah. we're yeah. leaving in uh, about <laughs> 12 hours, I believe, 13 hours, uh, to a retreat we still haven't packed yet. So uh, let's go to yeah. the predictions real quick. So Verona Udinese. Wait, yeah, Verona Udinese. That's a good game because these two teams I've been really talking about on the podcast a lot. I've been saying that Verona and both Udinese as well are very underrated in the way they play. But I think Verona's finally going to win. Like, I. They've yeah, been struggling yeah. a lot to get a win. They've been playing well, but not winning. But yeah, I'll say one nothing. For me, I don't like giving the score anymore because I feel like an idiot just predicting it. But I think Verona, <laughs> I think Verona will win. Um, Udinese, they look lost without Tipal, and I feel like, uh, yeah, Verona's gonna win. I'm gonna say Tortino's gonna score. My buddy. So, Martino, yeah. yeah. Uh, now let's move on to Brescia, Juventus. Whew, you know what? One nothing Brescia. Really? One nothing Brescia. I just because Ronaldo's not playing tomorrow. By the way, guys, yeah, he's not playing. He's out. Um, For what? I think Balotelli's playing. Uh, he has like an abductor issue. It's just, it's abductor. Been flaring what the hell did up. he do? Been, uh, what he did he do? Did he did he fall like during the uh, player awards? <laughs> Yeah, I just think he's been playing a lot of matches and almost... I think he played 90 minutes all of them, actually, did he? I'm pretty sure he played 90 oh minutes every game. So, And he's done nothing on it this season. Ronaldo has just not been the same. He's, I don't know. I feel like in a legacy system, he had more uh, uh, room free to... Uh, free, yeah, free roamed a lot. He got into a lot of space. This year, he just looks really restricted. Obviously, it seems swap of Tibala in that last game. And striker and left wing. But, uh, yeah, Ronaldo's not the same. But, uh, yeah, I think it's better he rests right now. He's been playing a lot. And there's a match this weekend, too, so... Um, but yeah, I say uh, one nothing Brescia. What do you say? I want to go with a Brescia, but I just you were gonna somehow find a way to win, like they always do. <laughs> I think it's gonna be a close UV win. Sad to say, but I think UV are gonna win this game close. All right, and uh, now we'll move on to Roma Atalanta. All right, I should give a quick uh, thirty second ramble here. Last year, I'll give this maybe a three nothing or three one Atalanta win, because I just think we played three matches last week. Now we have Atalanta around two days later. I just think this is well three days later, but with two days to rest. Um, Atalanta is a very tough team to play at any time, especially after a lack of rest. And I don't know. Obviously, Mancini he can't play this match. He's a red card for no reason, but he has one. And um, I don't know what to break. Okay, you know what, Dan? You go first because it's really difficult for me. I got to think about this. Uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, I don't want to say, say it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tie, my opinion. A tie? I just, I don't know. I, I see a tie. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I see like a 1-1 one, one tie maybe. 1-1 one, one tie? My yeah. mind has been uh, saying a draw. But my heart's saying a Roma win. I don't know why. I just because last season we played them twice, we had two three three draws, I believe. Yeah, two three three draws. And 
I just, you know, I'm going to say I win because I don't know what it is about this Roma. I just, I'm more excited to watch them. It's not stressful anymore. And I think Atalanta's defense this year has been horrendous. And I think a far attack, I think we can really capitalize. I just think it'll be a goal-scoring competition, honestly. Our defense has improved. Fazio has actually been good this year. I never thought I'd say it because, Danny, you know how much he's pissed me off. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Fazio's been really good this year. So, uh, I'm just going to say, uh, I don't know. I'll say 3-2 Roma. It's a crazy game, 3-2. And uh, now we move on here to Spal Lecce. Not really much to say about this match, but you know what? I'm going to say 2-1 Lecce. I actually think Lecce is going to win. Because they played well against Napoli, in my opinion. They actually didn't play that bad. Like, I was impressed with them. But I'm going to go with experience over here, and I'm going to say Spal with a nice victory. Spal, that's fair enough. I've been going for a lot of uh, risky predictions here. Just see what happens, throwing it out there. But uh, next up, your game, Napoli Cagliari. Tough. Uh, tough one, actually. Yeah, Cagliari's a very tough team. Uh, coming off that 3 1 win on Friday. When was it Friday? Or yeah, Friday, sure. Friday, Friday, Friday. Yeah, Friday against Genoa. So, yeah, Cagliari, they're a tough team to beat. I don't think Napoli's going to, you know, I don't think you'll see the 4 1 Napoli saw last no. game out. I just think Napoli, it'll be similar to Roma Bologna, in my opinion. I think it'll be a grinded out match. I think Napoli's going to have tired legs. I think so it's going to be, yeah. I want to say Napoli. I'm, okay, obviously, I'm going to go with Napoli for win. Um, you know what? I'm going to give a score for this one. I'm going to say 2 nothing Napoli. 2 nothing Napoli? Yeah, I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a grinded out match because obviously, play against Liverpool, play against the Lecce, and obviously, Lecce, some players got some rest there. But um, I think it'll be a tougher game for Napoli to win. But they'll still win. I'll say 2 1. Yeah. Um, and actually, I say Coyote's going to score first. I think people get excited quickly, and then Napoli's going to shut them up real quick. And I'll just throw the Lozano goal. I don't know why. I have a feeling. I'm going to score. I can say Lauren take two goals again. <laughs> uh, next up, we got. Oh, this is going to be a sick match. I really wish I could watch it. Genoa Bologna. Oh. I really think. After. I, okay, obviously, we played both of them. So I got to watch both teams closely. And. They're both really good teams offensively. I just think Bologna defensively is very underrated. They're very good the way they shift left, right. They're a solid team at the back. And I'm going to say Bologna gets the win. 2 1. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, Genoa. No, what? I'm going to go with Bologna after this game. Bologna? Right. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just see them after a tough loss against uh, Roma. I think they're going to come out and just. I don't want to say dominate, but I think they'll get the result they want. Yeah, I agree. I think they'll get the result as well. Oh, now we got three more matches remaining here. So, uh, actually, four more. Uh, yeah. Fiorentina Sampdoria. I'll just say, I'll say two on Sampdoria. I mean, uh, Fiorentina. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think Fiorentina will take this game. Yeah. And now we got Parma Sassuolo. I'm going <laughs> to say three one Sassuolo. I'm going to go with uh, Sassuolo again, uh, just because. They have the better striker. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Uh, no, but I think Swasol is a better team overall. Um, I'm going to say, you know what? I'll give a goal prediction for this one, too. I'm going to say 2 nothing, 2 nothing, uh Swasol. Caputo and Baradi. Now we got the the match of the of the midweek. Inter Lazio enters at home. I'm going to say 5-1 Inter. You know what? I I just I don't know. I, I'm gonna say Lazio's gonna win this game. Oh god, another uh, 
We're going to be near the oceans. I mean, a lake, so I might just jump in that day. How do I get eaten by a bear? I think Lazio's going to win. I, I just have this feeling. Well, if uh, Lazio wins, you might not see me in the next podcast. If Lazio but, uh, wins, I might have to go play the lottery, guys. Oh, my God. Yeah, realistically, for Roma, I think it's a uh, draw is better, but I just don't like Lazio win. I don't care who they play. I don't even care if we need them to win, so we win the Scudetto. I never want to see them win, so I'm going to stay until 5-1. Uh, the last match, we got Torino-Milan, which will be played on Thursday. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to say, I'll say 3-1 Torino. Yeah, no, I was going to go with Torino as well. I think they'll be pissed off after dropping six points to both Sampdoria and Lecce, who are weaker sides. I think Milan's a mess. They're tired. They haven't really rotated too much. And I think Torino is going to come out and strong and get a 3-1 win, surprisingly. Yeah, no, yeah. I think uh, Torino could win this game. Uh, and, guys, this could be a key prediction of the season. Ventura, uh, Ventura I was going to say Ventura, oh my God. Giampaolo uh, oh will get sacked and Massimo Allegri will come in to try to save Milan. Actually, I, I, think, I don't think that'll happen. Actually, I agree. And with I that. think this is the game that Maldini is going to look at Giampaolo, uh, and he's going to be like, "You, you're done. You're almost done. You got to win. You got, you're on your final warning. Like you got to start winning games, or you're done." Yeah, I think uh, he'll get looked at after that matchup. They do because they don't got a tough. Sk- they got a hard schedule coming up too. After this yeah. game, they go play Fiorentina. So, yeah, so Milan got a. Gotta watch out. I feel like they might even try to rest some players, which will not benefit them at all. But um, yeah, those are our predictions for uh, match day five. We react to match day four, and uh, yeah, obviously, like I said, in the midweek we won't be able to live tweet the games, but we will uh, tweet our reactions after the match. We'll put our post game reactions, our pre game graphics up. Yeah, we got everything prepared, and uh, we hope you guys enjoy the midweek. Uh, very exciting. Uh, anything else you want to say, Dan? Um, no, just conclude. Uh, just thank you guys for all the support you guys have been giving us lately. Uh, we truly appreciate it. And hopefully, good luck to all the teams you guys support. Uh, hopefully they win this weekend. Unless you're a Juve fan and an Inter fan, I hope you guys lose. So, And a quick shout-out, like you said, Dan, for the support. I think we gained almost 50 followers. I think about 40 followers. In the last maybe three days, so yeah, that's crazy. Thank you for that. That's a that's crazy. We went from I think one fifteen, one sixteen, or whatever it was, to around I think one sixty something right now, one sixty five. Yeah, we also uh, gained uh, I think like I think eight followers or something in like the past like week or so on Instagram as well. So wow, like I'm truly amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we uh, appreciate one, each and every one of you. Thank you for all the support. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, we're not just doing this for, uh, we're not getting paid or anything. We're just doing it for fun. We hope you guys enjoy it. It's a hobby of ours. Hopefully one day we can turn this into something special. But uh, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, probably Friday. Yep. And, uh, Ciao, guys. And thank you for listening and uh, enjoy. Ciao, guys. Ciao.